0: going to carry on with speaking about the how much more Father that we read of in Matthew chapter 7. How much more shall your heavenly Father give good gifts or give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? The good gifts that God has given to us, we're looking at those. And I want to just start this little session with possibly the best gift of all. And while we know that all God's gifts are good, and as we explore them, we'll see they're all good, and they're always perfect, the very perfect gift for us at the present time of Him giving them. God only gives us the perfect when we need them, as we ask. And while we know all of His gifts are good and all of His gifts are perfect, um, I think for me that, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, that the best of all the good and the most perfect of all the perfect was Jesus Christ, his son. And so I want to start there with Jesus, the person of Jesus. Instead of just exploring uh, the theology of Christ or Christology, I want to start by asking the same question that he asked a number of, on a number of occasions. So I'm going to ask you to read with me two portions of the scriptures The first one is found in Matthew chapter 22. If you'll turn in your Bibles to Matthew 22 quickly, and then we'll go back to Matthew 16. Jesus asked this question. Basically, it's the same question twice. And uh, we'll just read it quickly if you don't mind looking up with me in your Bible. Matthew 22, and we pick up in verse 41. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. Verse 45 says, If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? So, the question there is what do you think about christ and you'll see a similar question asked in matthew 16 if we just turn in our bibles quickly to that matthew chapter 16 a great great chapter on who christ is and the ch- building of the church but it says this in matthew 16 from verse 13 um, when jesus came to the region of caesarea philippi he asked his disciples Who do people say the Son of Man is? In other words, who am I? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then he gets this very personal. He says, but what about you? Who do you say I am? I wonder if we stop there before I read on. If I had to really ask you today, or if Jesus had to say to you today, Who do you really think I am? To me, Dudley, to you, whoever you are, what do you think about Jesus? Who is he really to you? And therefore, if with the who is always the what is he to you? Reading on, it says, Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, and I love this, he says, For this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. But by my Father in heaven. Father, I'm asking you to bring revelation to my heart and to all those that listen to what I'm saying now. Revelation by your Spirit about who Jesus really is so that we can answer from our hearts saying, this is my testimony, not just what I read in the Bible, this is my testimony, and we can say it with conviction in Jesus' name. Amen. So, who is Jesus? Well, we're going to ask that question of some of the people who knew him the most intimately and some not so intimately, but who crossed his path while he walked this earth for those few, three and a half years of public ministry let's ask the people who knew him or know him best first of all we ask the father there's so many passages of scripture we could talk about here yeah? but i just want to pick out a few and ask you to think about and meditate upon these and others what is the father so well at jesus baptism he said this you are my beloved son in whom i'm well pleased jesus is god's son god says so And God says, I'm well pleased with him. In Mark chapter 9, verse 7, he says, Listen to him, Jesus, above the law and and the prophets. So Jesus has the supreme place in all of creation and all of life, in every area, according to the Father. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, verse 5, and in Luke chapter 9, verse 33, he talks about, this is the son whom I've chosen. Listen to him. The book of Hebrews, where God is speaking by his spirit through the writer to the Hebrews. I'm going to ask you to turn in the book of Hebrews to the first chapter, first of all, Hebrews chapter 1, and we'll look at a couple of scriptures here. And uh, it says this in chapter 1 from verse 1. In the past... God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son. This is Jesus. This is what we're looking at. What do you, Father, think of Him? What do the Scriptures say about Him? And it goes on to say, Whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom He... He made the universe. So he's the, the owner and heir, the inheritor of everything, but he's also the creator. And then he goes on to say, the sun, verse 3, is the radiance of God's glory. The radiance of God's glory. Think about that. And the exact representation of his being. He look. You look at him, jesus and you know who i am says god and then it says he sustains all things not only did he create all things but he sustains he holds them all together by the word of his power or his powerful word after he had provided purification for sins so he's the one that wipes away and cleanses all our sins after he had provided purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. The right hand of the Father, right hand in Scripture, is the place of supreme authority. Jesus is at the supreme authority place, at the right hand, not of a king, of, the, of God the Father in heaven. So he became much superior to the angels. So he's a superior to everything in all of creation. To the angels, as as much as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God the Father say, ever say, You are my son, today I've become your father. Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. There's a special relationship between father and son. God the Father and God the Son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, he makes his angels' winds, his servants' flames of fire. But about the sun, he says, now listen to this, your throne, O God, will last forever. He is the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. He sits on a throne that is eternal, that he can never be taken off. It'll never collapse. And righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. You loved righteousness, this is the father saying of the son, you loved righteousness and hated wickedness, therefore God your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also said in the beginning our Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth again, the Creator, and the heavens are the work of your hands, created all of earth and all of heaven, everything They will perish, but you, Jesus, will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed, but you remain the same, immutable, forever. And your years will never end, eternal. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand, place of authority until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Total, total, total victory. Are not the angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? So we get a lot from that, that I'm asking you in Jesus' name to spend some time thinking upon, meditating upon all these things that the scripture says here about Jesus. Eh of all things creator the radiance of his glory the exact representation of his being sustaining the universe and everything in it by the, the word of his power superior to all things and god's son if you were to look to, uh, with me but or we're just i'm going to ask you to read this for yourself through the what did the prophets say about jesus and in matthew chapter 12 Verses 17 to 21, they quote Isaiah 42, verses 1 to 4. You read it for yourself. Then we go on and say, all right, that's what the Father says about him through the Bible, speaking to him uh, on those occasions of his baptism, transfiguration, etc. But what does Jesus say about himself? Well, in John 14, verses 7 and 9, he says this, If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. He that has seen me has seen the Father. What a, pro, what a claim. You, you look at me, you know what God's like. John 10:30 says, I and the Father are one. We're together. We're linked eternally, Father and Son. And in John chapter 8, verse 58, when the, the, the scribes and Pharisees are attacking him, Jesus actually says this to them, Before Abraham was, I am, again, the eternal God. So, read. We won't read this together, but I'll ask you to read Hebrews chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through to 6, where it says that he's our apostle. He's our high priest. He's the has of greater honor than Moses. In Hebrews 12, verses 2 to 4, he says that he, Jesus is the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. This Jesus is God's perfect and best gift ever given to to the world, to humanity. I hope we appreciate Jesus like this. What does Paul say about Jesus? Well, we're going to turn and have a quick look at him. There's a lot of things that Paul says about Jesus, but I'm going to ask you if you'll turn in Colossians chapter 1. Have a quick look at what he says there when he's writing to this, this, uh, this precious church at Colossae. He says this in chapter 1, and picking up in verse 15, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the image, the exact representation. He is the firstborn of all creation, for by Him all things were created, things in the heaven and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by Him and all things were created for Him. That includes you, that includes me, that includes your family, that includes your country, that includes your church. Everything, everywhere was created for Him, by Him. Where does He sit in that truth related to your, your or my life right now? And then it goes on to say he is before all things and in him all things hold together and he is the head of the body. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have supremacy. I'm going to ask you if you're a pastor, if you're a preacher, you're an evangelist, a whatever you may be, does Jesus get all the glory? Does he have the supremacy in everything? Or do we sometimes take it for ourselves? (laughs) You know, in our humanity, we can let things slide. Uh, The book of Hebrews, the second chapter says we can drift. This is God just lovingly saying, my son, my daughter, as you listen to this man preach, bring your life back into the order of seeing how important Jesus is and what a blessed gift he is and keep him in the right place, central in all of your life. And then quickly reading on, and we're still in the book of Colossians, it says, verse 19, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Everything in the fullness of God. It says in the fullness, all of God's fullness dwell in him. God was pleased to have him to dwell in him and through him, to reconcile to himself. So he's the reconciler. He's the only one. You know that. All things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through the blood shed on the cross. I would love to read a little more, but I'm looking at the time. So I'm going to ask you, will you turn and look for yourself? Philippians chapter 2 and verses 6 through to 11. See what, what Paul says about Jesus there. And then again in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, where he says there's only one mediator. We have no need of anyone else. We don't have to go to other people for prayer. We've got Jesus, the only mediator, the one between, giving us access from heaven, from earth to heaven. And 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 to 17, it talks about him being king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God. What does Peter say about him? Well, when he was asked, He says, you are the Christ of God. Luke chapter 9, verses 18 to 20. In Matthew 16, 16, we read, you are the Christ. To whom else shall we go, he once said, for you alone have the words of of eternal life. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, Peter writes and says, he's the spotless lamb of God. What does John the baptizer say about him? What he says, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. So Jesus is the Lamb, the perfect Lamb, spotless, without blemish, and he takes away the sins of the world. The Holy Spirit talks about Jesus in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 to 16. And again, the angels speak about him in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And they say this, uh, You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus saves from sin, not in sin, from sin. And again, we'll have a look at this a little later. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 to 14. The angels say, you are worthy, you alone are worthy. The prophets in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, they say, they call him Emmanuel, God with us. Pilate says of him in John 19, verse 6, Guiltless, I find no fault in him, no sin. Guiltless, all of creation says in Revelation five thirteen they worship him. All of the redeemed in Revelation seven verses nine to twelve. Read what these scriptures say. What do the demons say? They even shake. For we know who you are. Matthew, 2, uh, Mark chapter one verse twenty three and twenty four, and Mark chapter five verses seven and eight. We know who you are. Give us permission. They knew that Jesus ruled over them, all of demon powers. Well, what about blind Bl- Bartimaeus when Jesus healed her? Well, he would have said, he's the healer. The lame man at the pool at Siloam. He's the healer. Mary, who lo- who had seven demons cast out of her. Look up for yourself what these people said about Jesus. The G- Gadarene demoniac who could just break that chains wanted to follow him the epileptic boy that jesus that used to fall in the fire and jesus healed him what about the woman called it adultery what about that samaritan woman in john chapter 4 verses 25 to 30 she actually says to the village people come and hear this man surely he is a prophet come and hear what he, he he tells me everything about myself this is jesus god's gift to you To your family, to your church, to us. How do we treat Him? How do we see Him? What's our genuine, honest testimony about all these things? Well, can I ask you that question again today? What are you? Madam, sir, pastor, sheep, whoever you are. What would you honestly have to say by your testimony? Because these were the testimonies of what people knew to be true for themselves about Him. What's your testimony? What's mine? Well, I want to say to you, for me, He's the most precious gift God has ever given. He's worthy of my life. He's worthy of everything I've got to serve Him. He's worthy of all my praise. He's worthy when I prepare messages for me to prepare them well. He's worthy when I preach them to do it with all my heart, to trust God, to use what I'm saying to bring glory to Jesus. That even when he gave us the precious Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. He will not speak of himself but glorify Jesus. Oh, what's your testimony? Are you giving him everything you've got? Why don't you just, at the end of this message, get on your knees and say, Father, somehow I've let some of the preciousness of this gift, every good and every perfect gift that you've given me, this one of Jesus, somehow i just got too familiar. Let it to slide. But I want to come back, lay my life before you again and say, Jesus... You're worthy. I submit and surrender totality of my life to you this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever it is that you're hearing. But right now, no more playing around, no more putting it off. Just right now, I bow my knee, bow my heart, raise my hands and say, You're worthy and I am yours for now and forevermore. God, do this for us all, I pray as I thank you for Jesus, that good and most perfect gift. And I thank you can I can offer this prayer come to you only because of him, in and through his precious name. Amen. Blessings on you all.